Do you think that like Euro Trip is like the most iconic like two thousands like raunchy comedy? Is it like up there? Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably American Pie. Yeah, this is the most iconic. I guess so. Or a scary movie. You really consider a scary movie to be in that like? I I, I guess it's not really a sex comedy, but it sort of is. Yeah. I guess you're right. It's like a sex parody. But do you think like your old trip is like like underrated or like overrated? I think it's rated as fairly as it is. <laughs> like you still got Scotty doesn't know. Come on. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah, well, the Scotty does know. When do those movies stop being popular? Uh I don't know when people started getting offended. <laughs> Like, what was the last, like, movies they made? Like, freaking Bandcamp? Oh, no. They've made, like, tons. They still make, like, straight-to-DVD films. Those don't count. And then they actually made, like, a theatrical one. Well, Bandcamp was a straight-to-DVD one. Yeah. And then it was, like, the, the Naked Mile and The Book of Love. What about, uh, what about Beer Fest? Year fest. Oh, I think I've seen that one. That was whack. Yeah, that was one of those films. Yeah, I've seen those. Oh my god. I, I, I think I've seen it, but it's been a while. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about um 2000s raunchy comedies. We're talking about like a movie that's like it, it honors our city. <laughs> yeah, it's the most Toronto film of all fucking time. It's the most. It's the most successful Toronto film of all time. Yep, yep, guys, put your put your hands in the air, waving like you just don't care. Talk about Scotty Pilgrim versus Lamundo. Or the world. <laughs> El Mundo. <laughs> El Mundo. Yes. Starring everybody. Starring everybody that became insanely famous after this film. Now, I'm not sure if that this is the film that actually got them famous. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Considering that the, like, the box office for Scott Pilgrim was like, pretty atrocious. Yeah, Funnily enough, like on brand, this it was actually kind of a hipster film to watch back in the day. Hundred percent, which fits in the theme with the actual movie of it being a hipster movie. Yeah. So fun, fun fact about this: like this is me back in like 2010 when this movie came out. I think like 2010, 2011 ish. So, uh, this is when Kickass, like it was around that time where Kickass came out. Didn't that come out like 2008 or something? No, that came out like 2009 or 10-ish. Oh, it was 2010, yeah. Yeah, Just so... Same year. Yeah, I was like in grade 10 or grade 11, one or the other, right? So I got invited to go to... like Also in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, in Toronto. Um, well, everything's shot here in Toronto, majority of the time. Y'all guys don't know. Yeah, except... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like the only reason why Toronto is like really used for stuff like for filming is that like um, shooting in the states 
has like it's a lot more expensive than it is to shoot in Canada. Yeah, also like shutting down the street in like New York is ridiculous expensive. Yeah. As opposed to shutting down like Young Street here like I mean it's still ridiculous, but I mean like yeah, it's, it's more affordable. Yeah. Um pretty much it's a lot more affordable to shoot here in Canada. I think there's like less taxes to be paid here than to shoot in Yeah, I've heard it's states. a lot cheap. It's like significantly cheaper to shoot here. And since our streets and our uh buildings look like it's New York or look like any like metropolitan city, it, they can get away with a lot. It's either here in Toronto they shoot a lot or Vancouver. Vancouver is also just like location wise makes more sense because uh it's like as opposed to like traveling from California. It's just, just like a five hour like trip. Yeah. Rather than like, you know, traveling all like from California all the way to Toronto. Yeah, but it's always funny to watch things that have been filmed in Toronto and you're just like, I know that. <laughs> That's the alley down like the, the Adelaide that they always use. <laughs> the same alleyway. You, you know, like watching uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that uh that Leo DiCaprio meme where he's like like pointing at the screen. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just you know, always down near the Scotia Bank for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously this is like the very famous movie shot in Toronto because the story this is based on a graphic novel, Scott Pilgrim. Um created by let me honor the homie Something here. O'Malley. Yes, Brian, Brian Lee, Lee O'Malley. O'Malley. Uh it takes place in Toronto. So, makes sense. <laughs> and uh, honestly, yeah, going back to like, my story, I totally like, was going to go a different way there. Um, yeah, so I, I go watching. I, I saw a couple like advertisements like in Dundas Square. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this movie is about. I've never heard about this like whatsoever. So I go like blindly into the movie theater like, watching this one. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, but I'm not like upset about it because I really like it, you know. Like, yeah. what is there not to like about? It? It's a fucking Hollywood type of movie, and it has video game references. Shit that people like at the time, like I could get the humor. Yeah, exactly. It was like, and yeah, and it was like it has like a lot of fighting game homages. Like, and I'm a fucking fighting game. Like, I love that shit. Y'all already heard my Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter reviews. Same thing with Brandon here. Yeah. So, yeah, what's there not to like about? And, like, instantly, like, shot this movie into, like, the stratosphere for, like, type of, like, favorite movies. Okay. And then it's kind of died down now since (laughs) I'm more old. I'm a lot more older now. And... Like watching this going back into this is like interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, if anyone doesn't know, it's directed by Edgar Wright, who's known for the uh, what do they call it? The the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. AKA Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. He also directed Baby Driver. Well, the world's end the world's to end, end that trilogy. Yeah, yeah Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did he direct that's well known? This and yes, obviously. I think that's it. I, I no, oh, uh, I was about to say Ant Man, but that didn't happen. That was supposed he, to happen. He wrote 
that. Yeah, but that was supposed to happen. Ant Man, he was supposed to direct. Yeah, that's that. pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Regardless, like a small film resume, but his films are insanely iconic. There's a very signature style of um, directing, and especially a signature style of editing mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like it's one of those like directors. Like as soon as you see uh, his like print on it, you already know it's it's his style. It's it's just him. Yeah, I mean, it's a very how you describe it. Sounds very fast. Yes, it's, it's definitely very fast paced. Everything he makes. Yeah, it's quick cuts, uh, clean transitions. Yeah, clean transitions. Just like the story is usually like very, I want to say minimal most of the time. Mm-hmm. Although, like, I guess like. Hot Fuzz was probably the most complicated film he did because it was like a mystery sort of thing. But even- yeah, well, uh, there was a recent movie that he made. Uh, I forgot that he even made it. It was called uh, Last Night in Soho, I believe. Yeah, I think. Yes, yeah, it's a really good film, by the way. It's it's seriously underrated as like a horror film, but he's also like known for doing like action sequences in a lot of his films. Yeah, yeah. His uh his action scenes are really really fucking good. Um as uh, you can see in this movie if anybody's watched this film, you could see that like that action scenes are huge. They're very comic bookish. Yeah, they're very yeah, they're very over the top, but like they're well done over the top. They're not like mm-hmm. goofy over the top. Yeah. Like if you're watching like we mentioned at one point in the film, like Power Rangers or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, but it worked in this film because it was meant to be done that way. Exactly. It wasn't just like people were just running up and like flipping or like looking like they're not even trying to hit the guy. They just like run at him and like just get knocked out for some reason. Right. So, yeah, no, that was, yeah, he has a very signature style. So, so it's funny that like this is like 2010, right? And at this time, would you? I I wouldn't even say that the superhero boom has happened yet. No, it's okay. like literally the like they're at the cusp. Because I always say if 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 we ever had a, like a superhero fucking history one on one right here, I'll say like the movie to really boom the superhero genre was the Avengers. As soon as that movie came out, I I think everybody that was like any studio that was doing superhero movies stop what the fuck they were doing yeah just so they can get ahead of on what they were on what marvel was doing yeah i think we talked about it a little before it's like it started away like before 2008 like really all you had was like batman movies which were considered decent and like spider-man toby Maguire. yeah and then like yeah all 2000 oh, you had x-men movies but x-men but like those were like, they were successful, but I don't think they were considered like mainstream successful. Like they were, yeah, successful at the time. But then like, no one was like going back. Like, oh yeah, X Men. Yeah, yeah it, it's like at the time it was either Batman movies, which was like uh, Batman Begins, got kind of like brought back Batman from the like the fucking dead because yeah, of Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, and then Spider Man was already doing great. Yeah, and then that unfortunately died out as well. Well, Spider-Man 3, okay, 
I don't think Spider-Man 3 is not a success. It's a, definitely a success. It's a success, but it got, like, panned. It got panned, but then for some reason, out of, like, it, it got loved. It was like a, it got loved. It got, because of the internet community. Yeah, along, speaking of hipsters, that's, like, almost now a hipster choice to be like, oh, I like, you think Spider-Man 3 is bad? The worst? It's actually the best one. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. It's on. I. It's unironically the funniest movie. People in the people best don't understand Tobey Maguire in that film. <laughs> yeah, but then you actually like watching. You're like, maybe. Yeah, no, that's kind of a hot take. <laughs> Sandman is as consistent as a character in the the most recent film, which is not at all. He just kind of does things. Yeah. You just like. What is this man's motives? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And then also Topher Grace, hot off the popularity of that 70s show. Yeah. <laughs> was just like, why are you in this film? I know. Like, it, it, go ahead. I was going to say, it had a lot that was not going well for it, unfortunately. Yeah. So those are like the S tier um, superhero movies, right? Of like the two thousands. Yeah, but it's weird because they were also like that was around the time where they were also experimenting a lot with like graphic novels. Uh they hit you up with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was oh, bad. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, they had Watchmen. That yeah, yes. Now, uh, no, did. Did that come out before uh, Scott Pilgrim? Yes, it did, right? Was it was like 2009. Yeah, it was 2009, yeah. yeah so it was I, a year before. <laughs> hot plug to our old Watchmen review. That's probably the most garbage audio you're ever going to hear in your whole life. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, and I, we mentioned Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass came out the same year as this. But yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, before 2008 when um, Iron Man came out. And then... Everyone seemed to love Iron Man at the time. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's such a great movie, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, this is like the best Marvel film in like a long time since like Spider-Man. Yeah. Because before that, they had like Daredevil, Punisher. Yeah. Like, they weren't Elektra. Elektra, yeah. They just weren't doing too well. No. And then like Marvel's like, okay, we're done with that whole <laughs> that whole universe there. Yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now we're doing another Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, yeah. This well was before MCU actually. Well, I mean, you gotta remember that they like um the two companies that had the the rights to Marvel products were um Fox and Fox and Sony. So, so uh Fox took properties like X Men, Daredevil, um Fantastic Four. And Sony just took Spider-Man, which again, it's like the two biggest IPs out of like Marvel's repertoire, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because they had like their own studio, like just Marvel itself, just had access to all these characters and took them to 2008 to kind of like figure it out. Yeah, and then, yeah, then we saw the whole boom with, you know, the various movies and the whole you know trend of putting you know the after credit scenes to build up the hype for the next movie and then finally yeah it all culminated in 2012 with the uh, avengers and then that after that that's when that's when it all started and that's mm -hmm. when it all ended yeah so i feel like scott pilgrim just falls under the weird like experimental route that they they wanted to like some studios were were trying to like try out 
well, if I maybe I'm biased because I was in my 20s at the time this movie came out, but I think it really appealed to the hipster culture of the time. <laughs> yeah. Of just like wearing your freaking beanie, getting your PBR, <laughs> sitting around and you're like your two shirts for some reason. What do you mean? Uh, PBR is definitely not fucking uh, hipster, bro. That's a hipster. No, it's not, man. It's Yo. A hip- okay, it's a hipster beer. Because you go to a hipster bar and you pay like the same price as any other beer for some reason. I'm pretty sure you're drinking like IPAs. I feel like IPAs are like the That's fucking hipster the drink. Thing. That's the new thing. <laughs> okay. But back then it was like you go to like downtown Kensington Market. Okay. You, yeah, you yeah, very like, hipster place. You go to like some back alley place, which mm-hmm. was overpriced, mm-hmm. and you, it would look kind of run down, but then they sell you PBR for like $8 or something stupid. And it was like, why? And then, and then also the people there claimed who went there claimed it was actually good. So that's like the most hipster. <laughs> yeah, that's what made it hipster at the time. I think it's kind of lost its hipster appeal and has gone back to just being cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, like freaking hipster now is like going to the burger bar and just like getting a shout outs to burger bar. I used to work there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what hipster now. But yeah, this uh, this sort of fit in with it. It's um, I'm trying to think of a film that might have been similar to it, like before or after. I can't really think of anything good off the top of my head, though. That's like like Scott Pilgrim. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had to think about that one, buddy. All you need to know is like, look, this movie definitely experimented and uh, definitely did not hit like everybody if this movie is like really one of a kind so i can see i remember like when when i was in that theater watching it saw this couple they left like like 30 minutes into film once like the the fight happens like yeah they just like nah we're not fucking with this type of film now, based on my experience in the movie theater they leave the theater or did they go to like the bathroom or no they just left they just walked out but they didn't go to like, you know, I'm going to go to the janitor's closet in the back now. No, 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 nothing like that. I think they just left. Like, they were just like, fuck this film. Like, what am I watching? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can, I can, I can kind of see that reaction to this kind of film. Yeah. It's kind of, it's weirdly one of the strengths and the weaknesses of the film is it's kind of like all over the place. Like yeah. we said, it's very fast and it's kind of like, not much of a plot at all or like characters really they're just kind of, there are characters but they're kind of just like the, the motivations and like are just terrible not to yeah also they are like 90 percent shitty uh, characters if you really think about it yeah it's also <laughs> the the low-key racism i guess in the yeah, yeah 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 i I think I I customed that to like 2000s. Like this is still 2010. So 2010, you could still go around calling people gay. Is yeah. This, okay, this movie does have a big, big uh, gay. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Heavily use of the word, and also um, like there is a gay character in this movie. I do like him, and uh, Kieran Culkin's a really great fucking actor. Yeah, uh, you see him in like Succession, 
He's fucking up. He's a fucking amazing. No, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I guess the dialogue with that said character is very. It's out there, which is fine. I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about him like looking at it from like um today's lens. It's kind of like weird, but like looking at it back when I was that age, I'm like, that's just normal. That's just what was said. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of how people talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like, yeah, that was just a thing at the time. So, I mean, if you're going to be offended by it, just be warned. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's what's in the film. It, 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 there's a lot of stereotypes that is out there. Like, for instance, like when uh said character is with one guy and then he's with another guy. And, you know, and then, like, Scott's like, oh, double standards. And he's like, oh, I didn't make the gay and uh, guidebook. And I'm like, okay, I think, like, that's just a stereotype where, like, uh, gay people sleep with, like, multiple sleep people, around sleep around, and it's it's totally okay with it because they're gay. I, I, I don't personally like that. It's because it is a stereotype. Yeah, it like, is. Like, you're telling me that, like, what, gay people don't have, like, like fucking <laughs> exactly it's just it's stupid but it's that type of humor so it's like me and you being born into that fucking mold of like early 2000s humor and like and seeing where it now we don't really do that stuff anymore <laughs> yeah i mean you probably couldn't get away with saying that kind of stuff anymore in this kind of film would have better. I mean, like, <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like half of the shit that you said when you were a kid, like you look back at it now, and it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what was, what was what was the one thing he was saying after he, he was talking to his uh, girlfriend who's Asian in the film, and he's just like, he's like, oh, I have to invite you over for dinner. He's like, for what Chinese food? <laughs> and he's like. And he's like, no, to meet my parents, like, are you allowed to date outside your race? I'm like, no, go, like, Scott, chill. Yo, chill, dog. I'm like, hello? <laughs> yeah. Man is going for the triple, the triple, man. <laughs> like, racist joke on top. Of, yeah, also, I guess that it's very racist towards, like, Asians. Well, then it also called, one guy calls her a, a Kung Pao chicken or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, I kind of, I did LOL, but I'm like, God damn it, man, this movie. <laughs> It's so, it, would you call this outdated for sure? It's a little outdated. I mean, yeah, it is a little outdated for sure. It's mm. very typical of the time it was made in yeah. the late 2000s. So, so yeah. So the reason why we're talking about this is because their uh, Netflix is releasing an animated series. Yeah, the, the whatever it's called, Scott. Pilgrim takes over. Takes over. That's the one. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of cool because they brought that. They brought back the the whole cast, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Because we we were just explaining, uh, some of these actors now are huge. I'm gonna say we can just like spend a bunch of time talking about all the actors here. Like, like you could go Michael Sarah, like being Michael Sarah. Like I guess he's the only one that's kind of follow up falling off but i mean he has a resurgence now since of uh barbie yeah you got mary elizabeth win winstead is that how you pronounce her name yeah Winstead. oh i say when when winstead but winstead works too winstead she was in 
She was just in Ahsoka. Yeah, she's in Ahsoka. She's in Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, yes. She's dating Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is dope. She's dating Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, Final Destination 3, which i that's how I knew of her. And, <laughs> speaking like Ramona Flowers over here. Uh, Chris Evans. I mean, I obviously being Captain America. Chris Evans, yeah. Also is in... I, I did Fantastic Four. If I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. 2000s superhero movies. Oh, man. Chris Evans was, like, all everywhere in 2000s, dude. Like, yeah. he was Human Torch. He was in cellu Cellular. He was in TMNT. Like, the recent one? or like... The 2007 one. Oh, really? Okay. He, he was in... Well, this was after this movie, but Snowpiercer. Oh, that was later, though. Yeah. yeah I just but... want to make a side comment about Snowpiercer, just <laughs> to speak to Chris Evans' character in this movie. <laughs> anyway, not to talk about the film, but, like, there's one scene in the film, spoilers, where, like, they open, like, something of, like, a like how they make the rations they've been getting, and it's, like, full of bugs. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, they're feeding us bugs. And then later he talks about, like, Oh yeah, I used to eat like children. I'm like, what a scumbag! <laughs> he's like, how dare you feed us bugs? And then this man talks about eating literal babies. Like, <laughs> look, man, it was an apocalyptic like arrow. <laughs> but this man is just a hypocrite. He's like so mad that they're feeding them like bugs, which is not even like bad. Like people literally eat. <laughs> yeah, bugs I haven't in the world. seen Snowpiercer in like ages, bro. <laughs> people literally eat bugs in the world, and he's guys like, oh yeah, I, I eat babies back in the day. They were the tastiest. I'm like, what is fucking scumbag this guy is? <laughs> anyway, that's my rant about Snowpiercer. Okay, Chris Evans, uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, yes. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. She's not. It's funny because I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. Aubrey Plaza in the like main box is not even listed in, as in the starring section. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's how big. Like, I guess how big she got later. With uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, Parks and Rec. Um, a bunch of other films. Jason so. Schwartzman. Yeah, uh, that's the only one I'm not insanely familiar with. He was in uh, Darjeeling Limited, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, so he's like in very hipster films. <laughs> yeah. Rushmore, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's 100% fucking Wes Anderson films. <laughs> Whoa, wait, Francis Ford Coppola he was his uncle. Okay, and well. Nicholas Cage is his cousin, yeah. So. Oh, shit. Okay, well, got some nepotism in there, too. <laughs> Who else is in here? I don't really know these other. I guys. think that's, a, like, really about it. I mean, that's you can say that Johnny Simmons, but, like, I, um, that's just nepotism again. <laughs> Johnny Simmons. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, Johnny Simmons was supposed to be the guy in um, Whiplash. He was supposed to be the, the drummer. Yeah, but then they got J.K. Simmons instead. No, I mean, no, I mean, Jake, it was supposed to be like father and son. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> Johnny Simmons is not as famous as Johnny Sins, but. <laughs> Anyways, uh, straight up, uh, we're like almost like 30 minutes in. Just, uh, tell me, like, personally, this is like your actual first time watching it. You kind of watched it a oh, little it's bit. Like my first and a half. Time watching. Yeah, we watched it when we were like in vacation. I watched like the thirty last, last thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is like your full official. 
introduction to Toronto's most famous film. Sponsored by Pizza Pizza. Sponsored by Pizza Pizza and Honest Ed's. And Honest Ed's, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well, they didn't go to Honest Ed's. They only went to Pizza Pizza and Second God. No, what? They went. They went by it. Okay, want me to say sponsored by Lee's Palace too? Just sponsored by. Lee. Is Lee Palace still up? Oh my God, I'd be sad if it if it isn't. Lee's Palace. Yeah. I it, don't. It, it, know. I I think well, hopefully. It's still kicking. Yeah. Yes, good, good for them. Good for them. They're still around, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy for them. My first time seeing it. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's like it's weird to say. It's like very. It's it's kind of a film you don't have to think about mm -hmm. too hard, which is nice. Actually, you can just kind of. It's very. There's a lot of emphasis on the visual style of it. Yeah. Rather than like, like I said, like the plot or the characters necessarily. It's just more like a series. It's it's almost weirdly like you can say it's like a series like a, of scenes that move by quickly. Mm -hmm. But it is like an action film, so that's fine. It's an action comedy film. Yeah. If you watched another Baby Driver also by Edgar Wright, it's also it, it's very you can definitely see like the similarities between them where it's not like yeah it's not really much of a plot and it's not much characters it's just like but the visuals like and the like the way everything is laid out is very interesting and very engaging so like this is a two-hour film but it just felt like it went by very quickly yeah and yeah i mean the dialogue is is funny it's just like <laughs> You just like you're kind of like writing like did it, who wrote this dialogues half the time they say like the stupidest things with like the straight face like oh yeah who are we playing against oh crash and the boys oh is that the one with crash and the and those boys it's like what <laughs> like who yeah <laughs> it's like it's like who who wrote this like it's like fucking yeah there's so many like zinger lines that like it. It, like some of the like, lines is just hilarious and like they don't really it, it doesn't like you know those movies where like you know you got a, you got like a line and then like they overuse it in like the fucking trailers yeah exactly like, it's like it's nothing no it's no lines like that it's just real subtle lines that are just fucking hilarious it feels almost like a parody of like old action movies where they kind of try to come up with something witty and they just fail horribly yeah. It's like when we watch like the thing and he just shoots the thing, he's like, hey, fuck fuck you, buddy, or then he just shoots him like what? Yeah. It's a realistic one liner here. It just it just <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's not creative at all. Yeah. We have some like stupid puns in here as well, which are kind of funny. The vegan. <laughs> you were once a vegan. Now you shall be gone. Or was it one? I was bi curious. Oh, I'm bi furious. Yeah. Or fucking knives chow saying it's time to chow, chow down. <laughs> I was like, why does she gotta get one in there? Because everybody be getting one, man. We gotta get like her her like motto now. That's yeah. her fight that's her fighting words. It's time to chow down. <laughs> that's almost like the beginning of like God. Going back to fighting games, that's kind of like the beginning of fighting games where like sometimes they do like a little intro where they say some stupid dialogue usually yeah especially in, nowadays it's mostly the mortal kombat games that still kind of do that really mm -hmm. where they have their like little witty back and forth mm -hmm. 
They don't do that so much anymore, but <laughs> I mean, I think no, no, because all the intros before in fighting games used to be just like one line that was like always kept there. Yeah, it was all the same. Thing. I, I feel like Nether Realms is the one who actually created the the, ba- the banter. Yeah, they they really expanded on it, but it they still had like some kind of intro thing. Mm-hmm. Even some games still do it now, like in like Dragon Ball Fighters, they do it sort of very quickly. Yeah, most of most people skip the intros, but <laughs> yeah, you've probably seen them like five hundred times each. But <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, besides the that, I mean, like I said, downsides. It was kind of no plot, no characters. <laughs> yeah, it was more just like a visual set piece in a way. Mm-hmm. But it was still like engaging. I still liked it. I mean. Like I said, sometimes I just like a movie I don't have to think about. I just, just watch, sit back, and enjoy it. Like, we do these movies all the time now. Like, with the amount of... We've been doing this for, like, a year mm-hmm. and a, now. Over a year now. Yeah. And it's just like... You, I notice when we watch movies, it's like... <laughs> we're watching it while trying to simultaneously, like, analyze every single thing about it. Mm-hmm. Which is why we keep noticing all these stupid things happening in movies. Because we yeah. never thought about them before. Yeah. This kind of movie, you don't have to, like... The movie is so stupid on purpose, you don't have to notice these things, because it's just, like... You're just, like, yeah, they're just being dumb on purpose for the sake of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's why I like that about the film. You know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so, like, you're, you're mentioning that we've been doing this for, like, a year. Uh, Obviously, like, if you look at our fucking episodes, where you definitely uh have, like, a really a range of different genres of films that we've done and uh majority of the time it's like we're, we're not coming in here always to be you know ebird and and just like try to analyze it like dissect it insanely sometimes we just watch a movie and we're gonna have we're gonna have fun watching it you know whatever we're drinking we're just chilling and like like it's a meme we, we choose like a really meme movie because for the memes, obviously, or we choose a very serious film. I I feel like this movie falls not in the memes, but it's just a good time, you know. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and and yeah, like me, it sounds like a really fanboy on on Scott Pilgrim because around that time, like like when this movie came out, this was like the best movie in the world for me. Like it, it honored video games. It it had quirky dialogue. Uh, I, I I played the shit out of the games. Like there was uh yeah the Scott Pilgrim vs the World. I still play that game. It's it's a great beat em up. Uh, and it's just like it's a whole love letter of like of eight bit like fun and just like video games. So me watching it now, I could still enjoy it with even with a silly. Fucking <laughs> suggestive dialogue that has not aged well. Exactly. I I still think that like this movie is is a whole lot of fun. That's why I'm not surprised that all these people are back doing their their respective roles for the animated series because like I just feel like the like just the creating this film was like a like a huge fun time, and it reflects that uh on the movie. So, uh. About that time we break it down, Brandon. I mean, like I said, there's not much to break down, but I will try as best. So, set in Toronto, 
Woot woot. Ooh. We introduced to Scott Pilgrim, who's 22, apparently. <laughs> you got you got to make sure that he's 22. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging out with his bandmates, uh, Kim. Was it Scott Scott Stills or Steven? Steven Stills. Stills. Steven Stills and young Neil. Yes. Not <laughs> he's not reference, Neil. He's young Neil. <laughs> not a reference at all to Neil Young in any way. <laughs> you know, famous uh, Canadian uh, musician Neil Young. <laughs> yeah. Bring in the Canadian references. Find out he's dating a high, a high schooler. schooler who Knives Chow, which I don't know where they came with that name. But... <laughs> Like I, I mean, I, and then I think that's just part of the the joke. Nice. You, you got to put yourself in like comic book, graphic novel like mentality here. That's like such a like <clears throat> that's such like an anime name like yeah. knives. It's literally was an anime where a character is named knives. So yeah, but uh, it's like she's a uh, he's twenty two, she's seventeen, so it's kind of weird. It, yes. And they they kind of make it known in this film that it is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like when someone's under 18 and you're over 18, if you're not like 19 or 20, it starts to get a little weird. Yeah, I think more like around that frame, it's weird. Like, let's say you were like, yeah, like 18 and and she was like 15 yeah, that's like, like that's, that's like the borderline where like shit starts getting weird. Like, let's say because this is Canadian here, right? So 19 is the legal age. So like, yeah, when you're 16 to 19, it's kind of weird because all your friends want to go out and drink and stuff like that and hang out like at 19 plus bars. And like the fact that your girlfriend can't even go in the bar is kind of weird. Yeah, I think that was a big thing for people like my age back in the day. Well, like, I mean, it's st- I guess it for, still is a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, your friends like, oh, let's go to the bar, let's go to the club, whatever. I mean, it's like your your girl or your guy or whoever can't go with you. It's just like, well, that's awkward. Like, yeah. But it's like, yeah. So it's kind of awkward in this film. It's point out being awkward. So, mm-hmm. so Scott is. Michael Sarah, which means he's just really awkward, as he is in every film. Yes, that's his thing. He's just awkward guy who looks like he has an age past like puberty. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of weird because I think like I think there is a difference like how the graphic novel portrays Scott as opposed to how Michael Sarah does it. Because I just feel like Michael Sarah just Michael Sarah is it. Just be as awkward as possible in like, almost every scene. So yeah, pretty much. I don't think in the in the in, in the graphic novel he's that awkward. Like he's awkward, but he's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, so. he's a bit more charismatic in in the graphic novel than he is like in in the movie. So it's kind of weird knowing like how Michael Sarah like in the story wise like. Ends up dating Knives Chow, ends up getting with Ramona, you know, has a thing for Envy. Like, girls just love Scott Pilgrim <laughs> in, in, in the for, story. For reasons. For reasons. It's kind of weird because you look at Michael Sarah and I'm like, but why? <laughs> I mean, he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, you used to date this girl and you dated this girl. Yeah. And it's like, damn, Michael Sarah's got something. He's got Riz. <laughs> he's got the Riz, yeah. Which I don't get because I'm like, okay, like, I. 
girls, I I understand that you guys like like there is something funny or being sorry something good about being with the funny guy. You know, like look at Pete Davidson over there, bro's slaying females like left and right. Yeah. And he's not the best looking guy ever, but like I guess people like him because he's funny and I guess he has a big dick. Apparently, I don't know rumors. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that that I really keeps him. <laughs> but um, like here's the thing: Michael Sarah doesn't like fit that equation because I don't think he's funny. He's just awkward. That's why he's funny. <laughs> she telling me that the awkwardness works. It doesn't work. It's so awkward. It's like cute. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not into Michael Sarah. So, but. Anyway, so yeah, Michael Sarah is like this awkward dude who also apparently dated a bunch of girls back in the day. So now he's with this high schooler. He's he's coming off like his last big breakup with this girl named uh, Envy something or other. Envy Adams. Envy Adams. What does it sound like? Amy Adams. <laughs> Envy Adams, formerly known as Natalie, mm-hmm. who's now a big rock star or something, or she's in a well successful band yeah clash of demon head which is a reference to a video game yeah it's also a reference to the clash anyone didn't get that one yeah (laughs) but so he's just uh hanging out with her you know it's going too well i guess you get introduced to some more characters wallace his gay roommate very very important plot point that he's gay yeah as mentioned many times throughout the film yeah exactly (laughs) And you get introduced to his sister, Stacy Pilgrim, who's supposedly younger than him, <laughs> even though Anna Kendrick is older than him. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's... You know, I thought she... Yeah, she. wait, she's supposed to be younger than yeah, she's Scott? Suppo- she's supposed to be... Uh, she looks older than Scott. She's supposed to be 18 in the film. She looks older than Scott. She does. Oh, my God. The I thing mean- is, Anna Kendrick, I'm pretty sure, reached a certain age in her life and just stopped. <laughs> Yeah. how she still looks today yeah so yeah she does not look 18 so no it also doesn't help michael sarah doesn't look his age either <laughs> yeah he looks younger for his age and she just looks like older than she's supposed to be in the film yeah. also the yeah, actress uh what's her name ellen wong who played uh knives nice. is also older than michael sarah by three years so it's like what <laughs> This is like 1980s level of casting teenagers, apparently. Yeah, clearly. But at least she looks kind of young, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, again, like I said, the movie moves very fast. You get a lot of characters thrown at you very quickly. And the reason for this is because they kind of don't matter. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of just like there to like be set pieces or like props almost or just like witty have witty back and forth briefly mm-hmm. with like they don't do much no like, like scott is the main person and then as we get introduced to ramona who scott sees in a dream is like the other main character those mm-hmm. are really the two main characters of the film that have like the most dialogue and the most development i guess you could say everyone else is just kind of there yeah, and then I that. guess third would be like knives. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it would probably be. And then yeah, we also Aubrey Plaza is <laughs> there as girl who works in every store in the world. Yeah, this girl's a hustler, man. Look, man, 
she she knew she knew that like after the housing crash in 2008 she knew <laughs> she knew what it was going to be like living in toronto she, she yeah he saved up she's like i'm i'm making that down payment right now yeah exactly. while the market's down i'm putting in the down payment and then i'll be laughing and so yeah she'll be mouthing off in censored versions yeah, that's yeah. They have a running gag later where she's anytime she says like a, she swears they like censor with like a modem sound. Yeah, which apparently they did that to make sure the film didn't get an R rating. Which I don't even know why this film would have gotten an R rating for that. It's not like the violence is so cartoony, right? Yeah, but you know, like you're okay. So not not an R really an R rating. You can get an R rating for like swearing like that. Well, maybe I guess you could, but you can get an, you get an eighteen, because uh yeah because if you say like you're only allowed to say one fuck. Oh yeah, I remember in in the PG thirteen film. Yeah, so I remember learning that ever since uh, X Men, uh whatever came out, not for first class. Yeah, you're only allowed to say one fuck. Like Hugh Jackman got to say the one fuck in the whole film. Yeah, it's kind of weird when like. When movies like it, is isn't it just weird? Like I I wouldn't say like if I'm making a script and I know it's PG thirteen and I'm like yeah one fuck to say, like just don't add it, man. Just because it just comes off weird. Eh? Yeah, I mean it only works in that film because it would fit with his character and it just being funny. Yeah, but it, then they make it like a running gig in those like X Men movies, like in Days of Future Past, like fucking uh, Xavier's like, oh, I'm gonna say what I what you said to me before. Fuck you or fuck off. Like, ugh. They gotta have running gays. Anyway, yeah. So <coughs> Scott Pilgrim, while dating knives, has a dream about some girl that he doesn't know with colored hair. And then eventually he sees her like out on the street or not on the street. Like, in the library. In the library. Yeah, because he's taking his girl to the library because <laughs> she's in high school, remember? Yeah. <laughs> so. He's like, that's the girl in my dreams. He's like, he goes to a party with uh, who's some guy. He's like, I thought it was funny. She's like, have you seen this girl? It's like them really terribly drawn picture. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I forgot his name, but he's hilarious. The actor's name? Yeah, I don't remember his name. No, either. like the character's name. Uh, keep talking. I'll look for it. So yeah, he's like, yeah, that's Ramona. She's here. I hear she's coming to this party. So he meets up with Ramona at the party, and it's like. Once again, very awkward interaction <laughs> because it's Michael Sarah. Yeah, and then she's just like, "Yeah." He hits him up with the pack, um, the Pac Man pickup line. Pac Man, the facts about Pac Man, how he was originally was Puck Man, and this and that. You can go either watch the scene or just look it up yourself because I'm not going to explain that trivia. What? <laughs> because no, no one actually cares. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. Uh, Kamaru. I I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> so, after his attempt at seducing this woman fails, he just, like, ends up following her around in the party. And then he ends up, like, asking everyone in the party about her. And they're like, no, you stay away. And then Aubrey Plaza's like, no, I forbid you from talking to her. So, that doesn't stop him because he goes to talk to her anyway. He orders a package from Amazon because she's an Amazon delivery girl. Yeah. Back when Amazon actually used to like knock on your door and wait for you to answer it instead of just like throwing your shit in like a bush in your house. <laughs> <laughs> or just stealing your yeah. packages. 
Yeah, yeah. Amazon actually used to be a reputable company, believe it or not, <laughs> and instead of just, you know, what it is now. <laughs> not just like a huge meme at this point. Huge meme slash possible human rights violation. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so he, he orders the, something to like his house and he ends up seeing her and then, I don't know, weirdly invites her out by in the most awkward fashion as possible by essentially just blackmailing her and sort of which he goes along with. I don't know. Uh, okay. You need to understand though. Ramona doesn't have the best uh, quality of like finding dudes. Okay. So maybe it just might work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's yeah. You'll find out soon. She doesn't have a good track record with, with dudes or, or with people. Yeah. Or people. <laughs> Just just in general, people. Yeah, you can't say ex-boyfriends. It's exes. Yeah, exactly. Specifically for that reason. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I never understood, like, why exactly, like, in the beginning of, like, watching this. Like, why does she always, like, correct? I just think that because he like she likes correcting. She doesn't do it any other time. No, but no. Like, he, she corrects them. Or, or just, like, or says, like, really witty stuff, you know, like, uh... You know about Pac-Man. I know of him. Type of thing. I just think she's as witty that she just does that. I never took in that the fact that like yes, uh, seven uh, boyfriends and then she corrects it to exes. So yeah, he goes on this date with Ramona <clears throat> mm -hmm. and like almost ends up sleeping with her, but he doesn't. They just sort of, I don't know, lie in bed. He's still dating knives at this point, by the way. So he's essentially just cheating on her. Yeah, pretty much. So it's really, he does the stupidest thing. He, he invites both of them to his fucking, they have a battle of the bands with uh, Crash and the boys, as mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, Crash and, you know, the boys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> with the best fucking song of all time. <laughs> I'm really, really sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. So really, really, really sad. It's like a five second song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all think that SoundCloud rappers fucking have short songs? Look at these guys. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 pioneers, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, without uh, crashing the boys, you wouldn't have a uh, fucking young lean over here. God, but yeah, so they have their like battle of the bands, and they I don't know who wrote these songs. Apparently metric if anyone remembers metric yeah Canadian yeah band also apparently beck <laughs> helped write the songs as well oh yeah beck was uh which is in this uh uh isn't that a uh, soundtrack which is also crazy yeah oh well i know metric was i don't know if they're still big but they definitely were big at the time and yeah beck is like considered one of like by a lot of people like a, one of the best artists of all time yeah Maybe not the most mainstream of artists, but he's definitely up there. Can for like I think he got bigger now, though, like yeah, in recent well, times. Well, he was definitely big in the 90s, and then he kind of like quieted down and then he did his own thing. And then he won like a Grammy, which no one remembered because everyone's like, Who's back? <laughs> and then people are like, Yeah, remember that guy who was really like considered well talented? <laughs> Yeah, I swear to God, yeah, isn't like, wasn't like a nomination where somebody is like, because like back one, they're like, I'm not going to the fucking Academy, uh, sorry, Academy, uh, the, it's the fucking Grammys. 
Yeah, if, uh, there was a controversy about that. Who was wh- who was that? Beck Grammy 2015. I I just remember somebody just like saying, "Oh, I don't want to be like." Or also, Kanye stormed the stage again that year. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Oh, because uh, Beck was uh with Beyonce. Fucking Kanye, bruh. <laughs> This is back before everyone realized he was crazy. I think people knew he was crazy, dude. He he could get away back then with being eccentric, quote unquote, <laughs> as opposed to actually just like you have severe mental health issues, sir. It's like Yeah. Now now it's just sad. Now it's just like, damn. Like please, Kanye, just stop. Uh... please get some help, Kanye. <laughs> Yes, that's what exactly what happened. Yes, it was Kanye storming the fucking stage because Beck uh, beat uh, Beyonce in like album of the year again. <laughs> yeah, fucking Kanye always simping over here. Simping for Beyonce, yeah, man, <laughs> simps more than her husband. Jay <laughs> yes, Jay was too busy cheating on Beyonce. Oh man, he made a whole. Like apology album. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Anyway, we're not talking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they have their battle of the bands. They win. Well, it gets interrupted by this guy. His name's like Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel. He's like, I'm the first of like her evil exes, and he's like, what? And he's like, didn't you read the thing? And he's like, no, I skimmed it. And he, they sort of mentioned it earlier where it's like he's reading an email, and he's just like, this is a really boring email. Delete. Yeah. It's like major plot point where he's like talking about fighting a duel to the death. Mm-hmm. So this is where the whole, like, um, the action sequence is starting. I guess you can kind of tell why someone would walk out here, because it's like one is Michael Sarah like beating people up somehow, <laughs> somehow doing like 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 freaking roundhouse kicks on people and shit. Yeah, and like it's like, huh? It's like what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like the movie doesn't already like already is kind of odd because of all the fucking like sound of, like video game sound effects and just like the way it's edited. Way it's edited, like, and it, yeah. If anyone remembers old beat 'em ups, which they made of this game, they when they get like hurt, they start like flashing. Yeah, like they're getting weakened. That's how you know you're beating the boss when he starts flashing more. Yeah. So like, I I feel like when Matthew Patel comes out and the fight happens, like that's like when the movie really shits the bricks. Like I'm like, no, oh, this is exactly how this film is gonna be like now. Yeah, so it's like, okay. And so they get a fight sequence. Like I said, the fight sequences of these films are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're over the top, but they're like still well done over the top. They're like very flashy for the sake of being flashy. Yeah. But like not stupidly flashy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if like if anyone's seen Baby Driver, people know Edgar Wright can edit an action movie well. Mm-hmm. And like, not rely on things like we've mentioned in the past, like too many jump cuts or just not hiring choreographers, aka Christopher Nolan, yeah, calling you out. Just, just hire some damn choreographers, please, for your fight sequences. Yeah, that man's supposed to be like training all these martial arts, and this man's like clubbing people over the head with like his fists. 
Like he's in a fucking like brawl all the time, <laughs> like in a barroom brawl all the time. Yeah. If you want to hear us co- complain about choreography, go listen to our Dark Knight trilogy review. <laughs> Mostly the first one, honestly. Because, yeah, the first one was probably the worst because of not only the choreography, but also the, the editing. editing yeah. Like, man, you're better than this, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about Christopher Nolan. So we're talking about Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So, yeah, they're getting into a fight. They get a sort of like Bollywood musical sequence where he starts like singing because he's supposed to be Indian, I guess. Yeah. Well, because his name is Patel, I guess he has to be Indian. Exactly. He doesn't look. He didn't even look Indian. That's apparently, the he thing. was an English actor. He's from London, England. Oh, so. okay. Although apparently Edgar Wright didn't want any English actors in this film, but yeah, I guess he. Passed. Oh, I guess he really wanted like breakout. I, yeah, he, that's exactly because plus it was also like oh, this is a in Toronto is a Canadian film. I want it to be like more you know north american i don't want it to be like an english film you you find in a lot of movies when they do like foreigners <laughs> in other films but they still have to have the movie in english they're just like they're all british for some reason yeah they'd be like yeah this is set in france but they're all like british it's like what yeah or something like that like i'm thinking of like dangerous liaisons or something where it's like in paris but it's like john malkovich as the main character yeah. Or in Glenn Close. I'm like, what? The most French of people. Mm-hmm. Or Perfume, if anyone remembers that movie. No, nah, I don't know that it's one. It's also set in France, but all the English actors are English. And the only, the one guy who's not English is Italian in the film is played by Dustin Hoffman. So it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, no. And I'm pretty sure he's doing a French accent too. So it's even stupider. Anyway. So they get the like whole fight sequences and he defeats them and he explodes into uh, some coins as well. Yeah. So if you don't know, that's the that's the that's our Canadian currency. Coins, yeah. If you go into the the you know, the clubs, you know, where the, the women are, if you know what I mean, <laughs> and you're throwing the money, you don't be throwing the, the, the toonies and the loonies. That's considered poor etiquette. <laughs> you can't be throwing the ones because I would just like bruise them. Yeah. God, it must suck being in the in those clubs just as a Canadian. It, just make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like flash dance, you know, like when the water comes out, fucking coins just drop. <laughs> any, uh, the real maniac. If for some reason any Americans ever listen to ever listen to this, yeah, if you go to the strip club in Canada, don't like bring five dollar bills at least. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. No, it sucks to be a fucking like going to strip clubs when you're Canadian. You you had to spend four more dollars on the fucking on the girls. Yeah, but according to them, our money is worthless, so it should be fine, right? <laughs> so, like one American dollar is clearly worth five Canadian dollars, right? That's how it works. Yeah, it's true. So after that, the Ramona. Well, during this, Ramona revealed that she, in like a comic book sequence, she gets revealed that she had like some previous exes. So there's seven evil exes in total. Mm-hmm. 
also the stupidest reveal where she like wrote a number and she wrote a bunch of accents like i thought those were like kisses like no seven deadly axes i'm like is that what those mean <laughs> i don't know I didn't, I didn't figure that one out like so yes freaking he has to fight like six more people mm-hmm. to apparently date ramona so he she tells him that and he's like oh we're dating now cool i guess so he finally breaks up with knives and like starts officially dating Ramona. So they go to their next band. Uh, no, it was a date. Next date, yeah. And they go to Casaloma, iconic Toronto location. Yeah. And uh, Chris Evans comes in. He's like the movie star, mm-hmm. douchebag action movie star in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so they get into a fight. They get, he gets defeated in like the stupidest way possible where he's just like gets defeated by his own eagle doing like some Tony Hawk pro skater grind down like the stair, the famous staircase there. Yeah. I forget. There's an actual name for that staircase. Well, I mean, I also prior to that, I, I do like the fight too. The fight, it's kind of like, it, it's, I think it's like the least drawn out fight. Yeah. I mean, he fights his like stunt doubles, which were actually Chris Evans' stunt doubles. And then they kind of get defeated off screen, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fight's just kind of like a few back and f- like a short back and forth. And then he just kind of like goads Chris Evans into skateboarding down a staircase to his death for some reason. Yeah. Which seems to be like it works out for Scott doing those things because he goats two people, uh, two exes, into yeah. like breaking their like whatever they like, whatever they do. <laughs> That's how he, yeah, that's, he's, he's apparently very charismatic, you know, that's why he gets all the women. Yeah. He just has, is very, people just seem to do what he wants, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. so after Chris Evans get defeated, we get, um, a brief intro to, um, his ex, Envy, Envy, whatever her name. Adams. Envy Adams, I can never remember that. Freaking Wednesday Adams over here. <laughs> Brie Larson, who's her, her acting is her interesting. Acting is so like dramatic, like overly dramatic in the film. It's actually hilarious. Yeah. Like that's definitely what she was going for. But it's like it just like, why is she talking like that? <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, Oh, hey Scott, how are you doing? Oh, are, do you have a new girlfriend now? And then she's like, Why are you talking like that? Like, oh, gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> she just does the put like a pose like face like like so dramatic. It's like the sort of like fake sexy voice, but like it's done like for every line. So it's like, what did you say? Yeah. It's like you wouldn't just go to like the fucking Tim Hortons like, oh, hello. Could I get a double double, please? It's like, what? Yeah. If someone I, I, comes up to you, you'd be like, why are you? Why are you you're, talking you're to me like sca- that? You're kind of scaring me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, stop. Talk. It'll be like, are you okay? Like, yeah. Yeah, that does remind me of. Sorry, this is a complete side tangent to something. It's just a random video I saw where a, a woman who was a news anchor went to like a like a McDonald's or something and placed an order. And she's like, hello, I'd like to order a double double today. And, like, and the woman is like, I'm scared. Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what my reaction here was. It's like, are you okay? Like, yeah. So they meet up, and then she invites them to their show. And then, the play, actually. Well, he finds out later. 
that's to play as well. Yeah. Because it's like, <clears throat> it's just like, it's like, yeah, it's a secret show. It's like, why don't we have our own secret shows? Like all our shows are secret. Yeah. Oh, she fucking kills it. Kim, Kim is, Kim is like the best, like when it comes to like those lines. Kim, yeah, Kim's like the dry, sarcastic yeah. person. If anyone remembers the show fucking Daria if, from the 2000s. Yeah, she would she, be Daria. She, she does come off as like a Daria type yeah. character. Just very dry and very sarcastic. Weirdly enough, with a film with Aubrey Plaza in it, who's now known for playing dry, sarcastic, weird characters. I mean, she kind of is, too. She plays that in this, this movie film, as well. not really. Oh. She's more like... Aggressive. Like, she's yeah. more aggressive in this, but... Yeah, I guess you can say that. Like, it's less tamed. And, like... Yeah, Kim is, like, playing Aubrey Plaza <laughs> now. Yeah. So, it's... I thought that was kind of funny, like, with that. But anyway, they go to the show. They do their opening set. No one likes them because no one cares about opening sets. Yeah. Us, I mean, not not trying to shit on people who go on opening sets for, like, major fucking bands. But, like, what do you what do you, what do do you you think is going to happen? Like, let's say you fucking you had to open in front of, like, fucking Michael Jackson. Like... <laughs> Yeah, no one's going to be like, yeah, I came here to see, like, I don't fucking know. Sex bomb. <laughs> um, 98 degrees. I don't know why 98 degrees would be touring with Michael Jackson, but. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. So it's, it's like, everyone's just like, yeah. Okay, cool. And then they move on to the their show. And then earlier it was mentioned that she broke, Scott, she broke up with Scott for a guy named Todd. And then Ramon's like, oh, I dated a guy named Todd. Surprise. A surprise. Like, like you, nobody saw that coming. The guy <laughs> the band is the guy she dated. So this is played by... Uh, Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph, who was in... Speaking of 2000 superhero movies... <laughs> yeah. This is in Superman. Yes. Superman Returns. And he plays uh the Adam in, like, the CW shows. Yeah, and he's in Green Arrow as well. Yeah, because yeah. he's the Adam. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, another... 2000s superhero movie that flopped. Yeah, I like Brandon Ralph though. I always thought Brandon Ralph was like a really good uh, actor. He's good, and it's just the films were. Yeah. Oh my god! You know, I, him and Zach and Mary make a porno. I'm not sure you ever seen that film. I only seen bits of it. I never watched the whole film. It's such a 2000s like movie now. If you really think, see, that's the last fucking 2000s film. Fuck, is Zach and Mary make a porno? That's definitely the last like 2000s because that came in like 2010. This is like Seth Rogen at like after Knocked Up, and like Kevin Smith still like with his dialogue. Yeah, like it's like definitely yeah. But Brandon Ralph and uh, Justin Long. I mean, like, one particular scene where they're playing, like, uh, lovers. Yeah. And, like, just as long as the porn star. And he's, like, just, like, the the caring boyfriend. But, like, the way that he talks is, like, yeah, he loves it when I just, like, shove my dick in his ass and whatnot. Just, like, straight-up dialogue like that is, like, dude, the fuck? <laughs> but, like, I just love Brandon Ralph in that scene in particular because, like, his face is just the best. Like, his, like, reaction, reactions to it. It's hilarious. Yeah, so, but, yeah, it's going back to Brandon Ralph. <laughs> yeah, so after the show, they get some awkward scene where they're all sitting around with just being tense. 
Yeah. And then speaking of being superheroes, Brandon Ross is can is apparently a vegan, which gives him superpowers, like psychic powers. Yep. Which apparently that's just how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it <laughs> apparently your entire nine you only use ten percent of your brain, the other ninety percent is filled with curds and whey, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, well, we're not taking the science of fucking Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> this freaking, I don't know. I'm not a little Miss Muffet over here, but. <laughs> so, anyway, he gets into a fight and Scott's just losing because the man has literal psychic powers. Also, he's a better bass player. Which... Also, he's a, it makes him a better bass player being a vegan. I don't know. Well, I just think that he's just a better bass player in general. <laughs> Well, I mean, Michael Sarah apparently had played the bass before this, and he had to apparently tone down his bass playing to make the other people not look as bad. Yeah. While everyone else had to actually learn their instruments. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. That makes sense. Because, like, in, in a bass battle, it's kind of funny because you think that, like, Michael Sarah is doing good because, like, he's playing his notes, and then, like, Brandon Ralph is just killing them in the bass. But, like, Michael Sarah's not even doing good in that, or, like, Scott is not even really doing good in that scene because he's just playing the same notes, but just more aggressively. Yeah, exactly. While, like, Brandon Ralph's character is just, like, going off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, they get in a fight, Michael. Uh, Scott's losing. He gets knocked into, like, the... <laughs> Whatever the second cup or the whatever crafts table, I don't freaking know what it is. Yeah, it's a crafts table. And then he offers like he offers a coffee to him with like soy milk. He's like, "Yeah, you put half and half in there. You can't trick me." So he did. So he's like, "Oh, well, I thought about it, but I didn't actually. I put it in this other cup. I don't know why he takes the coffee in the first place because he just gets goaded into taking a coffee when he's fighting a dude." So he drinks it, and then it turns out that was one out of half and half. So the vegan police <laughs> bust in. Yeah, they came in, like, straight the fuck up. Like, they came no fucks. They're vegans. They're just, they know what's going on. They're watching at all times. Yeah. So they're pointing their laser fingers at him or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, it's like, I thought you get three strikes. And he's like, it's like February 1st. You ate a gelato. It's like. Gelato's not vegan. It's like, it has milk and eggs. It's like, next offense, you ate a chicken parmesan. I was like, chicken's not vegan? I'm like, bro. I think I just think the character just like, obviously forgot like he was vegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's shown not to be the brightest tool in the shed. Yeah, he ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> but, uh, they take, they take away his vegan powers with their vegan rays or whatever. It's, things are going on so yeah he gets defeated he loses his looks or whatever and then fucking scott just like explodes him headbutts him into like coins and the vegan police just run out and be like yeah yeah that's my favorite fucking part though it's like why like why are they so excited that like somebody just died like why it's just so stupid i think it's supposed to be like a parody of like buddy cop films yeah i guess but so. it's like in the, in the context of the scene it's just like why yeah there's another thing about this film is they just have parodies at like the most random times and it's like if they don't make any sense well, like the seinfeld one yeah they have like a seinfeld parody which they actually got the seinfeld theme yeah i was like why do they have this like seinfeld sitcom moment going on yeah it makes no sense 
Also, this is 2010. That show was done like 15 years ago. Yeah, but ago. this is an indie movie, damn it. Yeah, so, I guess. That's how they get away with it, right? Yeah. So, he gets beaten. Envy kind of, I guess, sort of likes Scott again, but they never see her again in the movie, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so uh, I know there was a, in in the graphic novels, there's, that whole bit is supposed to be a bit more... Uh, explained it's supposed to be that todd cheats with uh that third member of uh uh crash a demon head uh, crash a demon head like that but that person doesn't even get into like a, a ounce of dialogue in this film yeah so there are like some changes to the story than to the graphic novel yeah Oh yeah. Also, meanwhile, in the background knives is trying to make scott jealous by stalking him and then dating young neil yeah, but Scott doesn't really care. So no, he doesn't. So that's uh. So they go on to um. Another, where were they? Like in a club or something? Yeah, they just go to a club in Toronto or something. Yeah, and then her last, her next evil ex comes out. Who, which is why we find out why she's correcting because it was a woman, who we saw a little earlier in the film. But she just kind of like came in, said some things that didn't really make any sense, and then left. She said yeah. some one-liners. It's just like he's like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like they they didn't make any sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't. So they get into a fight. Like her and Ramona get into a fight because Scott's like, "Oh, I can't hit a girl," you know. And it's like, "Well, to defeat me, he has to defeat me," <laughs> right? Yeah, I actually kind of like this fight. Like. Or she has like the the soul caliber ivy whip sword. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like the aesthetics of this fight too. Just like the fucking like club music like playing in the background. And then like it's it's cool to see like fucking like Ramona doing something finally. Yeah, they do like talk in the flashback so she can like fought all these people and like even see her fight a single time yet. So Yeah. And like she pulls out her fucking iconic uh fucking mallet hammer. Like, straight out of her fucking purse. And, yeah, no, it's a really good fight. I like the editing on it, too. Like, when they blank, they, they break the glass. And, like, the reflections show, like, all, all of the characters, like, fighting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it's a good fight scene. So, after that fight scene, she obviously gets defeated by orgasming herself to death. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the most awkward death possible. <clears throat> yeah, honestly. Uh, Ramona breaks up with him, so, mm -hmm. and she goes back to her, well, yeah, is this, no, this is before that happens. Well, she breaks up with him, right? Because he made some comment earlier about like, oh, is there anyone in this club who you didn't sleep with? <laughs> like, yeah, he's just being a dick just because I guess like the stress of, stress of fighting for your life all the time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Which makes sense. Totally. And that's like I guess like what like I, I I say that like I don't think that anybody in this movie generally is like a really good character, except for like like just like a good like hearted character, except for like maybe knives, because like she's just like innocent into all this. Yeah, she's supposed to be like the innocent schoolgirl. Yeah. Although she keeps calling Ramona a fat ass, I'm like, what? Yeah, she's not even fat. Like it's she funny. Just, I think she just says that because she doesn't know how to insult people. She's like. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're so fat. 
like that's the the, the most cruel insult she can come up with. <laughs> yeah, that's Calling true. Someone a fat ass. Yeah, you know, that's true. Made, like no sense in context. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, because Ramona at this point, like it, this guy's fighting for his fucking life, so of course you should see like where he's coming from. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like say you start dating a girl, but then she's like, oh yeah, if you do that, you have to fight like in like seven ufc matches to keep dating me you'd be like excuse me (laughs) like why (laughs) yeah and they also happen when you're not prepared they just happen like on the street yeah they're just like you're just walking down to get like a cup of coffee and then like like fucking anderson silva comes out and just fucking (laughs) knees you in the face (laughs) and like now you must fight me in a match for this girl like what <laughs> like, why am I dating this girl? Show, yeah, you show like fucking pajamas, like like going to your second coming, just getting like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Jesus Christ, why am I dating this girl? Like, holy shit. Yeah, it's like even worth it. Like, yo, just go back to the school girl, man. Like, the girl who's really into you, yeah, and is like really supportive of you. <laughs> To uh, opposed to no, nah, you gotta fight this, and like you had to deal with her dryness the entire time. Yeah, but she's really hot. It's... Yeah, she's the I like where when I was telling you the real like man killer, fucking alternative girl with hair dye. Yeah, exactly. That white girl too. Just you're forever like nah. You fell for it. You fell for the trap. The thirst trap. <laughs> exactly. So, after they defeat uh, him, they do their next battle of the bands at uh, a different club, which is apparently the, nec- the next two people they're fighting, the next evil exes are twins. Yeah. Japanese twins, who are apparently actually Japanese actors who didn't speak, barely spoke any English. Yeah, so another change from the graphic novel is that like the- these two were supposed to be huge parts in the story. Yeah, but like I said, mentioned the actors didn't really speak a lot of English, so Edgar Wright didn't have a translator apparently, so it's very hard to direct them. Yeah, he said he mostly just used like gestures, so he just cut. They had like a whole subplot about like them kidnapping someone, and they're like, yeah, I had to cut that all out. <laughs> like, yeah, so that's what I don't understand. It's like, why hire them then? Because they're the only Japanese twins out there. I, I guess. <laughs> like, that's, okay. That's all they could go with, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even know why I didn't hire a translator. It doesn't matter. Maybe they were going over budget. They couldn't afford it. Yeah, maybe. Well, they were already, apparently. The movie did not make back its box office. So. <laughs> no, it didn't. So, uh, they get into the weirdest battle of the bands. Because it's like, they're a rock band. And then they're fighting, like, two djs for some reason yeah i was saying like what kind of like battle of the bands like you just like freestyle like oh jay-z is gonna now f- like fight like i don't know like the philharmonic orchestra or like lmfao LF- some shit like that yeah, like just for 2010 standards yeah <laughs> or like nas facing like dj Pauly d <laughs> in a battle of the bands <laughs> That makes slightly more sense, but it's like, yeah, it's like, what, what kind of mashup is this? Like, how do you even grade this? Like, yeah, which I don't even, it doesn't even make sense at all because, like, like here you go, like Sex Bob is like playing like some pretty good fucking music, the good song, 
and then like uh, you have like yeah these guys just like playing two notes and like call it a fucking day yeah yeah this whole mashup still weirds me out it's like, yeah you're going like nine it's like who's the better 90s band like biggie or nirvana i'm like those are two different things completely like they yeah. like you can't compare them like you can say you like more but it's like that's not really like if you put them in a room, you can't be like, oh, this guy's objectively better. Like, yeah, it's like this. Yeah, Kurt Cobain is like so much better than Biggie at making music. Like, wait, what? I'm like, they're different things, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Work. So, yeah, they get into their weird fight. They have like a whole like this is like another. This is probably the most video gamey sequence because it's like they literally do like CGI like dragons versus like CGI Yeti. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the CGI looks kind of. This is probably the worst it looks in the film, in my opinion. I it's not that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. It looks kind of cheesy. I think, but yeah, whatever. It's it is what it is. <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't last very long, so it's like it's like I don't know. It's like it, it's supposed to be a kaiju battle. Yeah, I know what they're going for, but it's just like. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay, fair I just, enough. I don't know. This whole sequence was probably like the, not the worst fight sequence because not even really a fight sequence. Yeah, it's also like again, like it's just such a shame that like these are like the two like actors that are like getting like literally zero screen time. They get no screen time. They have no dialogue. Yeah, no they, motivations, no nothing. At least with everybody else, they like get no choreography. Even they just kind of like push some buttons. Yeah. It, it's like the most distasteful one out of like the. That's why I hope for the animated series they actually do better. Yeah, this, yeah, this was yeah, this is probably the most disappointing of the fights. So, yeah, after that uh, battle, it's revealed that like uh, Gideon was like Ramona's final evil axe. <laughs> yeah, he was also was known as G Man, who is also like a major record label producer or something mm -hmm. and he's like comes after the show and be like yeah ramona's with me now and all but or they found out like ramona was like went back to him and that but gideon's like oh i want to sign your band and it's cost like we're not going to sell our souls and his band immediately sells out <laughs> yeah so it's like okay well i guess they are so anyway gideon calls to talk to him some more and be like hey man yeah sorry about that why don't you come to my show and just basically be being a dick mm -hmm. to like rub it in. And he's like, fine, I'm going and he goes to the fucking club that he built in like one second. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he goes there and then, you know, his band's playing their like show. And then he challenged him to fight and getting does. Like, I still don't know why this part weirds me out. He's a really dramatic, <laughs> like jump. Why are like, so you so serious? man? You banging the fight? band. Me? And, like, he jumps, like, on spot. I'm like, <laughs> why is he doing that? I'm like, so uh, Scott gets into a fight with this guy and loses, actually. Yeah, he does lose. He loses, but then fucking Knives pops out of the shadows and basically starts fighting Ramona. You're not going to talk about the Power Rangers fight? <laughs> the Power Rangers fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sent, yeah, Gideon sends some, like, stuntmen at him who look like they're just literally doing parkour over top of scott which like not even trying to hit him yeah 
they're just like whoa, whoa, whoa. and like i'm like what are they doing like the, <laughs> yeah. they're not doing it they're not even throwing like a single a like, punch a or yeah a kick or anything yeah. they're, they're just like doing flips like <laughs> yeah if anyone's watched the power rangers the old the stuntmen were very dramatic if anyone's watched their mortal Kombat, they use the stuntmen from power rangers you can, <laughs> so you so that's what yeah. i mean that's what i mean by like really overly like exaggerated like they're just doing flips for no reason yeah like just in the middle of like oh i need to go over here now they do like a backflip to get there i'm like why it's just, <laughs> just walk bro you, you can just walk <laughs> anyway so scott loses and then knives bust in and starts accusing ramona of stealing her man and then scott's like oh no he didn't steal you i he's like it's like i was with her and it's like oh you cheated on me and it's like and it's like yeah and he's like oh yeah sorry about that like the most like ugliest way to say it possible and that's where gideon comes and fucking stabs him in the back and just yeah kills him yeah so he gets that's into, the end of the movie that's the end of the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no it's not but he uh gets into a dream sequence where he talks to ramona his dream thing about his past and then they have a little character development scene and then he got a one-up earlier so more video game references so the one-up resets him to the checkpoint which was just before he went in the club yeah he does things more authoritative this time he just kind of beats up the guards on the way in yeah like be like hey uh goes to his bands like hey guys you're doing really great you know and also like yeah i have a beef with you we're done let's fight and so yeah you know, gideon still gets to do his little stupid jump as well. <laughs> for some reason they really need to keep that in yeah so they get into a fight you know scott actually wins the fight this time initially at least yeah knives bust in tries to fight ramona and then scott basically admits to like cheating on them and he's like yeah we're good now and they're like yeah i guess um, so it's I'm like damn that's that's solved like just say his guy just says yeah i cheated on both of you and then both of them are just like Okay, cool. He's got the Riz. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who has got Riz, bro? He's got Riz. <laughs> so, and then Gideon's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're still in a fight. So, he busts out, like, the energy sword. He, yeah, the, the the sword jutsu. Yeah, he literally does, like, the, the jutsu. Yeah. And, like, busts out the energy. He spawns an energy sword. They get into, like, a, a fight, like, another fight scene where Scott like he's losing but then knives comes in and starts like fighting with them and they like they do their like ramona also comes in briefly but she gets like knocked out sort of yeah and then eventually like knives backs him up and they do like their little uh you know ninja stuff from the beginning of the film from their ninja ddr game or whatever yeah and they just beat scott just beat him up and you know they win and they're like, oh, they're, everything seems good. And then, like, fucking Gideon's glasses start talking, to like, now you must fight yourself. It's like, it's Nega Scott. Which, again, Nega Scott was supposed to be a bigger uh, character. Yeah. And this, they just kind of like go off screen. They come out and they're just like chatting and they'll be like, yeah, I'll see you next week. And they're like, yeah, he's a really nice guy. We're just going to have brunch. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the ending of this the the ending that was shown here was you know 
you know, Knives forgives him, Ramona forgives him, and Ramona starts to walk off, and Knives like, hey, you should go chase her, right? So Scott ends up getting back together with Ramona, and that's the end of the movie. The original ending they were going to use was he ends up being with Knives, mm-hmm. but the, apparently the comic book creators, this was before the comic books were done, mm-hmm. so the comic book creators <laughs> like, no, I don't like that ending. So in the comic books, he ends up getting with Ramona, so yeah. they, they changed it, or, and they said like, yeah, they like that ending better. So, uh, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you prefer? Him hanging out, like being with knives, or because the entire movie we we've been saying that like knives has just been like overall the better character, <laughs> the she, better person. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I think it's fine. Honestly, I mean. He's in this fighting for this girl this whole time, for the whole movie, pretty much. And then, like, at the end, he's just like, nah, you know, I'm done. I'm good now. Like, I'm going back to my other girl. It's kind of like, I don't know. I think it's fine to go with Ramona, personally. Like, Ramona's not, like, that terrible a person that you're like, no, I, I hate Ramona. Like, no, I know. I know. But I mean, like, I, I mean, like, yo, I'll go, go with Ramona, too, you know, if I was fucking Scott. <laughs> also, it's like, one, it gets rid of the whole, he's dating a girl who's, like, 17. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, I guess that, like, gets uh, erased. Also, it could, it's also, like, you can say it's, like, Knives is probably like this is probably the first guy she ever dated because she's in high school. So yeah. she's kind of like more obsessed with him than, you know, just learning to move on here. And be yeah, like, that's yeah. true. So, you know, it's more like it's honestly a more realistic ending. Yeah, that's way. true. So it's like, yeah, if I'm out here fighting like Anderson Silva in the streets for this girl <laughs> and then a later after I beat like fucking uh, who is who's who's that other guy who is. Uh, the, the Irish guy who is the UFC fighter. McGregor? Yeah. 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 McGregor. <laughs> That's like the the final boss. And then like after I fought Mike Tyson or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson is prime. Mike Tyson is prime. Yeah. He used like some time jutsu to go back in time and be, go back to his prime. So yeah, after I'm done fighting that, I'm just like, for this girl, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going back to my ex now. Yeah, that's true. Way too much work into that shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You live with that shit now. (laughs) Like, you're a really nice person, but I I work for this. Yeah. I earned this. No, I feel that. I actually feel that. You know, like, there's a sort of an accomplishment that you have, like, when you're like, you finally get the girl and you're just like, you know what? I'm good. (laughs) I don't need to fucking... Go be single again like why <laughs> exactly so yeah i mean i think the ending makes sense yeah yeah oh uh, okay well we're running on that time so um like I, I don't know like i don't know how to score this because like do i score this like has like the 2010 self me or do i score this like in 2023 mindset it's weird uh fuck i'm still gonna give it an eight man like maybe like 10, 2010 me would give it like a ten out of ten. I'll give it an eight. Like obviously, I think that like the dialogue is very suggestive. We didn't go over every single fucking dialogue here because it's just a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of dialogue, and a lot of it is kind of like <laughs> quirky. Quirky is a lot of it's like non sequitur. It's not really like relevant. Really. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of thrown in there for the jokes. 
Exactly. So, um, like, yeah, some of them don't hit. Some of them do. I, I like it's a very it's a time capsule of a film for me personally. Uh, I would recommend this to anybody who likes this type of film, like the the genre of the film. Like, it, it's definitely not for everybody, and I I totally understand that. Like, I can't go to a random person and say, hey, watch Scott Pilgrim. And, like, they'd be fucking amazed. But it, it's the thing is that this movie is such a cultural impact. At least for Toronto's days. Like, hell, I, I, I'm talking about Scott Pilgrim and I saw like, an invitation for a Scott Pilgrim theme party. Like, coming on Friday. You know? And I was like, yo, people are still talking about this fucking film or this com uh, graphic novel from, like... 2000 like the end of the 2000s yeah in the beginning and they're and still being relevant today so it's definitely lasted a cultural impact yeah definitely yeah so i gotta appreciate that so honestly giving it an eight is not a bad thing whatsoever yeah. like the only thing i can say that like maybe i would have loved more uh dialogue with other characters like, the ones that didn't get used, like the Kanenagi Troans, Nega Scott, all these good characters that they expand in the graphic novel that they didn't get the chance to do it. That's that's the only reason why I give it an 8. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's either somewhere from a 7.5 to an 8, personally. I mean, I, when you were just talking about it now, the closest thing, if I can think of anything recent that is similar, it's like a it's like uh, kind of stylistically a lot like everything everywhere all at once mm. in a way of just like, but like a lot less dramatic and like character driven, obviously. Yeah. It's like if you just made that style of film, but made it like an action comedy. Yeah. And then like removed like character development and plot. <laughs> yeah. But the, in terms of the style, it's that kind of style of film where it's just like very over the top very you know it just blends things like comedy and you know fighting well together yeah it's true like and while also being kind of out there and just like you're just kind of like what am i watching sometimes like yeah this is like in a way like you, you can almost see i don't know if it wasn't had any inspiration on that movie but it seems like very similar like it seems like it could be like like a lead into that like almost like a blueprint for that kind of that film yeah so yeah i'd give it like an eight so yeah people are still talking about this movie but these people are also i've known in my life are hipsters so that makes sense yeah i mean like it's it's hipsters video game fans action movie fans um edgar wright fans um yeah it just like Chris Evans fans. Chris Evans and Brie Larson fans, if there are any. Michael Sarah fans. Michael Sarah fans, yeah, up there. But yeah, no, like, this movie is just generally, like... It's just fun. It's a, Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a landmark, especially in Canadian, like, culture. Yeah, it's also, yeah, if you're from Toronto, it's just... It's just, it's just nice to see. Like, it's weird to say, like, they don't, like... 
when they don't like play up the stereotypical aspects of Toronto too much. Like, yeah, they go to Casaloma once, but it's like, yeah, now they're just at like fucking Bathurst and Blue or a pizza pizza. Like, yeah, it's not like they're going to like the fucking CN Tower. Now, now we're in like Second Cup. Now we're in like Lee's Palace. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not like touristy destinations. I no, hope, I hope the God Pizza Bees no. is not a tourist destination. <laughs> I actually did a a a a, a tour uh, like for this film. I I had a friend that like uh, she she was from like Montreal and like this was her like favorite film. She's like, oh, I always wanted to do like a Scott Pilgrim tour, and I'm like, okay, let's fucking do it then. Like, <laughs> so you like just went to Pizza Pizza Second Cup in Castle Loma? Yeah, in Lee's Palace. Yeah, no, we we went to the. We we didn't do every part of the of the film, but like there was a lot of like places like we just drove around and just like we went to Honest Ed's, we went to that yeah the Pizza Pizza, um, Casa Loma. We went to the house where Scott's parents lives, or the one that they went to the uh, swing. It was a Hillcrest Park. Okay. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was a really cool thing. It was like winter, so it was all, all snowy, just like how this movie was. Like, a little bit too drastic with the snow in this film, but yeah. No, it was a really good time, and like, like I, I bet people have already done that in, like at one point in their lives. It's, 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 I, I probably did it, like, not even thinking I was going to stop I probably just went to those places at some point in my life. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a lot of good shit, man. Like, this movie and has brought up a good things. Like, like when I'm talking about the video game, the beam-ups. It's like, like there's the band who does the music is uh, Animanaguchi. I didn't even know what chiptune was. Still, like, when, like, that, like, I had to listen to, like, the music from the game. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, so fucking good. And then, like, from, since then, like, I'm like, yo, I'll fuck with Animanaguchi any fucking day or any chiptune band. It sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the music is enjoyable in the film for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely listened to the soundtrack of this film millions of times. Like I said, man, this movie is like a really cultural impact. It, it definitely left a stay in my life. So it's up there, man. It's really up there. Yeah, so that's uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I mean, that's all, too. That's all, folks. Goodbye. <laughs> Am I going to get sued for that one? No, nah, we're good. No, we're good. Warner Bros. ain't gonna sue us. <laughs> but 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> Go and subscribe to us, please, because we need the subscribers. I always say follow, like, <laughs> follow, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, the bell. leave a comment for a chance at a giveaway. <laughs> We're giving away 50% off your next purchase of uh, Ridge Wallet or Manscaping for the month of Movember. <laughs> Please go to my Movember page now. Just, just put everything in there. Throw it all. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I can't wait till we actually start doing sponsors so we can ironically just laugh at them. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye.